Welcome to the Culture Quarter with Adam Coleman. Adam Coleman owns and runs one of Ireland's only deliberately developmental organisations. At the time of launching Interlocker, Adam did not realise what a DDO was. But after having created his ideal company culture, a friend and consultant from a major firm in Ireland informed him that he had indeed just created one. Adam had crafted his ideal work culture for himself, his family and his employees at Interlocker. We at Interlocker have persuaded Adam to finally document and record his lessons learned so that he can inspire and guide other business leaders so that they can build their dream company culture. Welcome to the Culture Quarter with Adam Coleman. We'll kick off the first question on this topic, and that is what key factors and performance metrics should organizations consider when determining employee compensation? Uh, that's both inside and then outside of the appraisal cycle. Uh, very complex question. Um... In my opinion, because lots of people have opinions on these things, the key factors in performance metrics are what a person does, the way to do it, and what impact that has on the profitability or the valuation of the organization. They shouldn't have anything outside of the pay cycle because the pay cycle should be agreed and shared with all. And what I mean by that is the pay cycle in progressive organizations will have an entry time so they'll get paid and in their contract it'll state when their next review is now be very careful because when you say review in a contract employees automatically think pay review while employers might think personal review so specify whether there is a pay review after the probation or not or whether it's annually and whether it's annually from January or whether it's annually from the time that they started within the company. These are things that cause lots of trouble determining what the actual system is. So for instance, in HR Locker, we have a person comes into the organization and they get their salary is annually reviewed from January of that year. So for instance, if you started in July, you would your first pay review would be in in January. So you'd be reviewed, your performance is reviewed in December. Um, pay determinations are done in November, what the company can afford. And then we use benchmarking and then we appraise the person against what they do, how they do it, and the impact they're having on the organization. And then we put it into the format of, of what we can afford to pay. But I could go on about this forever, and I'm sure you're going to have other questions that will actually come up on this. So sorry about droning on a bit. Could you explain, Adam, why it's important to decouple or separate employee pay from end-of-year style appraisals? Sure. The work appraisal is how they do their job. It's how they work within the company. And in our situation, how they work within the company's culture and its principles. And pay should always be kept separated as it takes more things into account, not just performance. It takes, first off, the company's ability to increase salaries. Maybe they're going through a bad time. Maybe they don't have the money. It takes into consideration what's happening in the market, what's the market doing. And what I mean by that is in terms of if if I was to lose uh, company A or person A, uh, what impact would it have on me? How would I have to pay more? Would I have to pay less? All of those things determines what the market is doing. 
and benchmarking against others doing the same job in similar industries at similar experience levels in a ser- in a similar location in a similar way remote hybrid in office and you also have to take the tax regime into consideration in the locations because what we pay Spain for each employee on a tax basis as a company is 35% of their of their salary while why we pay in Ireland the government we pay them 11% of a person's total salary in company taxes so it's basically ability to pay what the market's doing looking at the location of tax regimes within that market and then eventually you come up with an overall price on what it might change to or not as the case may be what steps are involved in conducting a comprehensive pay review again you're assessing first off the affordability can the company afford to pay then you take your salary benchmarking into consideration again the salary benchmarking against the location against the type of industry against number of years experience against location and tax regimes and then you and, and you basically determine it from that so there are the steps involved in conducting a comprehensive pay review for for each individual like most organizations will look in November, December, and they'll say, well, do you know what? We can afford, the market is saying that salaries are increasing overall. I think this year is 3.8% or 4%, whoever you listen to. One, one if you listen to unions, it's four. You listen to the IBEX of this world, it's 3.8. Uh, but that's that's an overall figure. And then you have to look at your industry. What's, what's happening in your industry? You know, in tech, for instance, there's been an awful lot of tech layoffs. Should that be affecting pay? Because now there's actually more jobs available. Uh, although they still say that we have um, uh, full employment. So what does that really mean? So you have to look at all these t- factors um, before you even ter- determine what the company can afford to pay the whole organization. Then you break that down by department. You break that down by job. Um, and you break that down by individual on their performance and experience. And you break it down on the contributions that they're making to the overall valuation of the company or the profitability of the company. So that's the craziness that is pay reviews done properly. How can companies ensure that they set fair and competitive salaries that reflect market rates while also recognizing individual employee contributions in the organization? They can't, as it's dependable on too many different things, right? And an employee's perception of what's fair and competitive is going to be different than the employer's idea of what fair and competitive is. And most of the time, the employers are correct. Do you know why? Because that's what they can afford. Uh, employees look at benchmarking salaries, they look at information from recruiters. Um, and when you look at all that information, most recruitment companies run salary surveys. What they do for a living? They recruit people. How do they get paid against what they recruit? They normally get a percentage of a person of what they what they're paid. So do you think it's in their interest to to increase um, salary um, surveys or not? I leave that with you to consider, okay? So the company considers the affordability. And probably the employee is looking at these um, salary 
review reports produced by recruiters. So that's going to be really hard to measure together. Okay. But when a company does it, it's affordability. It's the market for the skills and experience. It's um, the, the personal performance of that individual is next to include how they um, met the principles and the culture of the business and, and how that affected the overall profitability or valuation of the company. They're all to be taken into consideration. In terms of transparency there, what role or part should open communication about pay and pay-related decisions play in, in an organization's culture? In short, it shouldn't. Um, uh, you can have an open, transparent culture. Uh, you can have a deliberately developmental organization where you put adults development at the center of your center of your strategy, which we have. And it shouldn't because what a person is paid is in between the organization and that person. There are too many differentiating factors. And what reason people ask this question is because they want to put everybody in boxes. So they want to put, oh, I want to put, I'm doing the same work. I'm a senior engineer. I'm doing the same work as that senior engineer. But mm -hmm. what, what doesn't isn't taken into account, that's levels. What isn't taken into account is what the market is saying. How many years experience are in between those? Our career path structure sorts that one out as best you can. But also the, the performance of that individual is never, ever the same. The performance of each individual is never the same. The ability for that individual to learn is never the same. And the motivations of that individual, motivations of those individuals are never the same. Some of them may be motivated by money. Somebody may, may, may be motivated by more time off. You know, somebody might be motivated by working from home, you know, so there's too many factors to determine that. And so that's why it's not, it shouldn't be really um, pay shouldn't be transparent between everybody in the organization because it would be impossible to manage and mm -hmm. it would probably cause more upset than it would uh, upsides. So what advice then do you have for any leaders who are responsible for people's pay reviews? Um, and how should this process differ from traditional annual reviews? Again, you know, the answer to this, I'm going to sound like a bit of like a broken record. The advice I would I would give them is look at the affordability of what you can pay as an organization. Look at what the market is paying and who you think might be at risk in your organization, who you want to retain more. And there's other mechanisms other than pay. There's, as I, as I said, there's, there's flexibility, there's share options, there's all sorts of stuff. And you get a fair idea on when people want to mix what they want, what mix they want to give you an idea of how long they're going to be within your business and how dedicated they are to where you want to get to. And of course, the last one's performance. So keep affordability is one thing. Market is another thing. The individual performance is the next. You need to take though all of those into consideration when you look at people's pay reviews, because you know that's reality. So how does that more dynamic approach to compensation impact employee motivation, retention and job satisfaction, do you think? Brilliantly, absolutely brilliantly. But once it's explained and the people understand the process and the potential outcomes, okay. that's where your open transparency comes in. So you explain it to the people, you make sure they understand it, not just nodding, you make sure they understand it, the whole process, and the potential outcomes, both the pluses and the minuses and the ups and the downs and the rewards, etc, etc. It's all about the communication. 
Adam, thanks for your time. Thank you very much.